For those of you here, for those watching online or listening in today, it's great to have you on this Australia Day long weekend. We are continuing in our series, In Short. Yes. And can I just say, surely these are the best looking legs you've seen in shorts thus far in the sermon series. Is the In Short slide on the screen? It was. Where are the lady legs in that photo, I want to know? No lady legs. None. They're all boys. No. Thank you. Lady legs. Ladies, these messages are for you too. Okay? For you too. It is great to be here this morning, and I've so enjoyed um, listening to these messages. A couple I've listened to online uh, from our speakers in this series, and it's been so encouraging. Very short books, but a lot to say, am I right? I wanted to start with a challenge for you this morning. And as we start our new year, in full things get busy, our kids go back to school, we really stop wearing shorts eventually and it gets cold. I wanted to offer a challenge to you and that challenge is what is God saying to you in 2019? And maybe I should take a step back first and say, did you know God speaks to you? He does. Whether this is your first time at Door of Hope and you've never heard the name of Jesus before, or whether you're a very mature person in the faith, God speaks to you. Listen, he has awesome stuff to share with you. So the challenge is, what is he saying to you as you begin this year? And these four sermons, these four messages that we've heard in January and will hear, have a lot to help us with. Phil Van Ryan spoke to us about Obadiah, that tiny little uh, prophet book in the Old Testament, walking in family. Are you comparing yourself to the families you see on Facebook and Instagram and social media? Not good. I challenge you to think, are you comparing yourself? Are you creating spaces for your family to connect with each other? Another challenge. Do you feel like you don't have family? And is God saying to you, remember, this is family, my brothers and sisters in Christ? Maybe he's challenging you on that today. Maybe he's challenging you from Wayne's message on Philemon. Has someone made the big ask of you like Paul did? Has someone asked you to do something and you're still contemplating that? Is he asking you to step up in your generosity as Blaine just challenged us to do? Is he asking you to serve or pass on the amazing blessings that you have in your life to someone else. Sandy then came and shared about walking in love. Are you listening and following the teachings of Jesus was one of the challenges she gave to us. Or are you listening to people who are saying things that are divisive and creating disunity? Going back to those teachings of Jesus, some great challenges, some great questions to ask ourselves at the beginning of this new year. Kids, do you remember what we're writing on our little pages? What true things do you know about God? So you can get onto that now. Today, we're going to be talking about walking in truth from 3 John. So Sandy gave us an overview last week about 1, 2, 3 John, these three little books, we make the assumption that the um, disciple John wrote these books, these letters as well, the disciple that Jesus loved. 
And do you remember, she encouraged us to know that we are also the one that Jesus loves, all of us, that is our identity in Jesus. He wrote to them about a crisis they were having in these new churches. There were false teachers, there were antichrists, people opposed to Jesus coming and teaching them false things. They were deceivers. And he was encouraging them and warning them about this. So there's three people, three men that um, are talked about in this letter that John wrote. We're going to look at each of them in just a minute and maybe what they have to share with us in 2019. But I wanted to first quickly take a look at that word truth because it comes up so many times. We're going to read 3 John in just a second. won't take very long. But truth comes up often. So what are we talking about when we talk about truth? In 2019, truth can be anything you want it to be, can't it? Anything. I have my truth, you have yours. What is truth? Well, in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, Jesus said, these are his words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He says, I am the truth. Jesus is the truth. The truth of God sent in human form for us to see and experience and hear. Earlier on in John, another verse that will be on the screen. It says, the word, Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Jesus is full of truth for us. That is the truth we're talking about when we read 3 John. The truth that is Jesus. Got that? Ready? Okay, let's read 3 John. It's going to be on the screen so you can read along. The elder, remember that's Uh, John, that's how he introduces himself in these letters. To my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth, in Jesus. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. What a great little phrase that is. Don't we want that, our soul, to be well? It gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Dear friend, you are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers and sisters, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church about your love. Please send them on their way in a manner that honours God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out, the sake of Jesus, receiving no help from the pagans. We ought therefore to show hospitality to such people so that they may work together for the truth. I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be first, will not welcome us. So when I come, I will call attention to what he's doing, spreading malicious nonsense about us. And not satisfied with that, he also refuses to welcome other believers, stops those who want to do so, and puts them out of the church. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. 
Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone, and even by the truth itself. We also speak well of him, and you know that our testimony is true. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to do so with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we'll talk face to face. Peace to you. The friends here send their greetings. Greet the friends there by name. Three John, those three little characters, and we're going to explore them a little bit now, but I need some volunteers because we're going to put some shorts on these people. Three young people. Do I have three hands? You don't have to do anything. You just have to stand here. Benjamin, someone from over here. Ebony can come up. Who else have we got? A boy. We can't have all girls' legs, remember. Boys and girls' legs. We've got Benjamin. Okay, come up. Now, Blaine, do you want to help these guys get dressed? Okay. Right. So if you put those on and just tie them around... These are short so we can remember who's who. So Benjamin, I'll do yours. You can take these home when you're finished, just don't get them wet. Okay, because they'll just like drip off you. Okay, have you noticed the colour theme? Australian flag? Yeah, pretty cool, one more to go. Okay, so we have to get in the right order. Come over here guys, come over here to the middle. Stand here. So who was our first person we're talking about? Gaius, okay, so that can be Ebony, red, gracious Gaius, I'm going to call him, gracious Gaius. Who was second? The baddie, we shouldn't call him, he's not the baddie, but you know, he's got this antagonist type personality. If you want to come in the middle, Hadassah, am I right? Yes, good. Come over here in second. Domineering Diotrephes, come this way, Benjamin. Oh, we've got them mixed up, doesn't matter, so doesn't matter. Devoted Demetrius. Okay, these are our three people that John is writing to and about, and we're going to talk about them one at a time. So spread yourself evenly. Okay, that's it. Good. How are we looking? Your shorts are so cute. Okay, let's see where we're going to go from here. Gracious Gaius, what do we know about him? I love how um, the greeting goes. I know that you are well in body and also well in your soul. How great is that? That John's not just concerned about how he is on the inside, but also on the outside. I love that greeting. Gaius loved those who were in front of him, and that's what the challenge I have for you from Gaius. He loved those who were in front of him. In the message version, and this scripture should be on the screen, it says, dear friend, When you extend hospitality to Christian brothers and sisters, even when they are strangers, you make the faith visible. Isn't that great? You make it visible. People see your faith when you are hospitable to strangers. And don't we want our faith to be something that people see, to be able to demonstrate who Jesus is to them? Now, it doesn't mean... Everyone, I'm now serving dinner. See how I'm serving? That's not what I'm talking about. But James, in the book of James, says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, 
but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, well, you have faith and I have deeds. Show me faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. They go hand in hand, don't they? And Gaius did that. His faith was visible to those around him because he showed hospitality, the most practical form of love, doing something for someone else. Good job. So Christian brothers, missionaries, basically he served missionaries that were passing through, people that were going to share the good news with people that had never heard about Jesus. Is that where our responsibility ends? By sharing with people that have Jesus in common with us? No, good answer. It doesn't, does it? John was writing to people he knew in a specific context, and that's why he's talking about serving missionaries. That's what Gaius was doing at the time. But scripture, in its fullness, really shows us that God was interested in the stranger, in the alien, in the refugee, in the person that didn't know him, in the lost. And as Blaine shared in communion, Jesus came to welcome everybody, not just those who already knew him, not just those who were from the Jewish people. Jesus spoke to the woman at the well, the Samaritan. He spoke to the adulterous woman. He brought the tax collector and had dinner with him, his neighbor. The parables over and over we heard. Who is your neighbor? And Jesus said, well, I'll tell you this story about someone, a leper, someone who we would never think is someone that they should have shared with. He did. And Paul was asking Gaius, continue to listen to the voice of Jesus, to the truth, and not the other voices that come. Keep listening to the truth. Gracious Gaius, what do we want to know? Love the people in front of you. It may be our fellow believers, and so many people here serve each other so beautifully, but it may be a new person, a person that doesn't look anything like you, act like you, is not like you at all. But our job in Jesus, in the truth, is to love them as well. Gaius, good job. You can sit or you can sit up to you because I'm moving on to domineering diotrophies. The baddie. No, it's not the baddie. What are we sensing? What are we knowing about this guy? He wants to be first. And the little challenge I have for you is to be imitators of good and not evil, okay? He wasn't making choices that reflected the good. What is the good? Jesus is the good, yes? He was making choices to be powerful, to be dominant, to make everyone do what he wanted them to do, to not have other people come in in authority over him. And some people suggest that actually third John is fourth John, because John says, I wrote to you, but Diotrephes didn't want my authority. So maybe third John's in a bin somewhere, and we're reading the next one, maybe. He didn't want this instruction and challenge. He wanted to make the choices in his church. And we're not going to talk about church leadership and what that means, but we want to talk about the example of Jesus. Paul, in a book called Philippians, writes this song about who Jesus is. 
And it says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Sort of the opposite to what Diotrephes was doing. Jesus made himself lower. He washed the disciples' feet, didn't he? He laid a towel across his lap and he said, let me wash your dirty, stinky, smelly feet. And they, the disciples said, no, we can't do that. We know you're the son of God. You're not washing our feet. And he said, I've come to be a servant. This is what I'm going to do. Jesus had that example of what is good and what is true. Diotrephes was not doing that. So, Diotrephes, domineering Diotrephes, what we learn, be imitators of good, not of evil. Let's look to Jesus for our example. Thank you. I'm going to go behind here. On to our third and final person. Not much written about you, my man. Just a couple of lines, okay? But they're good ones. They're really good ones. Devoted Demetrius, who walked in partnership with Jesus. The Passion Translation of the Bible puts this... You need some blue tack. Puts this so beautifully. I love it. It says, As for Demetrius, everyone speaks very highly of him, and even the truth itself stands by his side. Isn't that a compliment you would be happy to receive? Everyone speaks well of you, and the truth stands by your side. Wow. Demetrius was a companion of Jesus. He walked very closely from what John says about him. He walked together with Jesus in partnership. So beautiful. Um, at Door of Hope, we talk about our hope pathway, don't we? And it's something, a pathway that people move along as they get to know Jesus and as Jesus becomes part of their lives. And the end of that pathway is someone who is Jesus-centered and others-focused. And I really get the sense that that's who Demetrius was, someone who was Jesus-centered and others-focused. And when we think about Jesus as the truth, really what happens in that process of moving from someone who doesn't know Jesus at all, and today you might be that person sitting here or listening online, someone who has never heard of some of the things we're talking about today, the truth of Jesus is like a light that really illuminates who we are. And for all of us at one stage in our lives, or even now, the reality is we're disconnected from God. We don't have a relationship with him. And that's what the truth of Jesus does. It shines a light on that and says there's no relationship there. There's brokenness. And on our hope pathway, a lot of we trust that people move along to accepting Jesus into their hearts, accepting him as the way, the truth, and the life to come to God. But that illumination, that truth shining a light, doesn't stop there. It continues until we go to heaven to be with Jesus. That hope pathway doesn't end. And that illumination is the transformation that we want to see in people and that Jesus wants to be in people. 
So we don't just have salvation and then stop there. No, it keeps going. Jesus and the truth he has continues to illuminate who we are and transform us and make us more like him and bring us into the abundance that he has for us. And I think that's where this guy was sitting. Isn't that awesome? And John says, be like him. He is awesome. And we want you to see him as an example. Thank you, devoted Demetrius. You can go and sit down. Thank you, guys, for being my people today. Take your shorts with you. You can go and sit down. Awesome. So we have those three challenges today. To be like Gaius, to love the people in front of you, to not be like Diotrephes, but to imitate good and not evil, and to be like Demetrius, who was walking in partnership with Jesus. And for me, that all comes together in the song we sang today, Jesus at the Center. Now, if I was to tell you what is God challenging me about at the start of this year, I think that's exactly it. And I enjoy uh, listening to worship songs. It's one of the ways that God really speaks to me. And I know that if I play songs that have really um, uplifting lyrics, it helps me connect with God. And there's a couple of songs that have been doing that for me in this early part of this year. Jesus at the center has been one of them. Is he really at the center of the decisions I make, of my thinking, of my family, of my relationships? The other one is cornerstone, the same concept. Is he the cornerstone that holds everything else together? That's what he's challenging me to do for this year, to make Jesus center, to have him constantly walking beside me. I know I'm mixing my metaphors right now, but you know what I'm saying, yeah? To be so close that my thinking is mirroring what he's thinking, that my goals and my desires are mirroring what his are for me and for the people around me. What's God challenging you on? So that's, it's easy to say, isn't it? Jesus be the center. How do I do that? How do you do that? You have to know him first. And I'm thinking back, and I'm pretty sure that the last time I stood up here and gave a message, I said almost exactly the same thing at the end. God is obviously still teaching me this. We have to know Jesus and get to know him. That's how we do it. That's how we imitate good, by knowing about him. We read about him in the Gospels, don't we? What he said, what he did, who he ate with, how he treated them, how he retreated, how he came together in community, how he did communion. All of those things we get to hear, see, read about. That's how we get to have Jesus at the center, by getting to know him really, really well. How do you do that? We talk about having 20 minutes in the chair at Door of Hope, which is just a phrase to say reading the Bible every day if we can to really sense what God is saying, to learn about him, to be more like him. Alpha is a great way to get to know more about Jesus, to more about Christianity. And if you're exploring today with us, please go and see the Alpha crew. They've got a table out there, and uh, Mark is out there, and you can go and see them, and um, Felicity, and say hi, and ask about Alpha. Melinda Dwight from Alpha Australia is coming next Sunday to do an Alpha service with us. Come and listen to what Alpha has to offer and the answers that it has to give you. 
join a connect group, go back and watch the Jesus the Game Changer DVDs again to reflect on who Jesus is and the impact he's had on this world. And another little one, this is a little cheeky one. So uh, you might know that Danny and I, my husband and I, are at Worldview Centre for Intercultural Studies. And our tertiary units that we run for our students are available for anyone to come and sit in on. You don't have to do the essays. You don't even have to hand in any homework. You can just sit. And the first unit we're running this year on uh, the 25th of February for seven weeks is called Jesus and the Gospels. Maybe God is challenging you to actually learn more about Jesus this year. It's just Monday and Thursday mornings for seven weeks. Come along and really in depth hear about what Jesus said and did in the Gospels. Loving those person, the people in front of you. I think there's a slide, the next slide is about a new series we're starting in two weeks. It's called Everybody Always. Love everybody always. I'm so excited uh, to do this series and to be a part of this series because it sounds so hard. It sounds so hard, but it's not with Jesus walking with us. We can actually do that together. I'd love to pray for you as you consider the challenge of what God is saying to you. And this morning as I was praying with the team before the service, God gave me the word broken. And to require transformation means that we're all broken at the beginning. And actually, we probably stay somewhat broken all of our lives. But I want to pray for those of you who are feeling very much broken at the moment and who really are searching for that transformation. Maybe physically broken. My body is not doing well, like Gaius's. My soul is not doing well. I want to pray for you that this year you'll start to be illuminated in the truth of Jesus. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Creator God, you created each one of us. And yet, so often, we're not in relationship with you. Our brokenness has created a gap that we can't cross. But you chose to send your Son, truth to earth, to die on a cross and to be that bridge for us that we might have a relationship with you, a real one, a real relationship, back and forth communication, walking together, companions. And Lord, that brokenness might be there, still there after so many years of walking with you. And I pray that as we learn more about you, as we pray and converse with you, as we seek you, the light of your truth will illuminate what you need to transform in us. Lord, help us to be open to your transformation. It's hard often. It's hard work. When you grow us, our muscles stretch and ache and hurt. But you grow us and bring us to be more like you, to be closest to you, to be Jesus-centered, others-focused. God, we yearn for that today. Would your Holy Spirit be at work in the first couple of months of this year Lord, may your Holy Spirit do your work. We ask these things in your name. Amen. If you'd like 
to come and have prayer afterwards. There'll be some of us down the front. We'd love to offer you that. If today you would like to make that relationship real and start that journey on the Hope Pathway, we'd love to pray with you today too. The team are gonna lead us in our final song.